A good day and welcome to episode 63 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. How are you feeling today, Matt? I know you're a little sick. Better than uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's good to hear. So, so a little inside yeah. baseball. We're actually recording on Saturday. We usually record on Thursday nights, mm. but sometimes you get sick in the winter. So we're feeling at full strength, and we're joined again by the man who always has the high ground, Matt O'Neill. It's Steven the Mats again. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't. Steven the Mats. I don't get sick. Oh wow! This so. guy, his immune system <laughs> what? has never. <laughs> it's just never seen an enemy it couldn't combat. Nope. It's all those chicken nuggets you ate. <laughs> exactly. They fortified too. my body. <laughs> it's all really sicknesses. You. <laughs> it is a proven fact that the pink goo is actually just a complete, you know, immune system fortifier. They they they've is done studies. Is that what's in chicken nuggets? It's like, like pri- pink goo. It's weird. It's like primordial ooze. Oh. Turns you It's into very a much God. like the Ivan I ooze, you know? <laughs> and speaking of pink ooze, Manny actually fell into a vat of it, and we haven't been able to oh. pull him out of the wreckage. So hopefully when he comes back, he's not just a box of 20-piece chicken nuggets. Hopefully he's a full Manny-sized human. But He might get superpowers. He could yeah, get superpowers. True. Imagine he'd be able to just shoot chicken nuggets. Just at everybody, that'd be a pretty cool superpower for being completely honest. Just chicken nuggets on command, perfectly cooked. The Nuggeteer. Yeah, that's that's oh. a good one. <laughs> he could tie it into his uh, former big superhero he'd always like to bring up, Man Sleeves. So his Man oh, Sleeves could, could, man sleeves. could just hide all of his nugget shooter abilities. And then all of a yes. sudden you pull up some sleeves, you shoot some nugs. <laughs> Boom. Take a nug. Nug sleeves. To clean up all of the overflow of pink ooze, we do have to do a bit of housekeeping. We're actually going to try to streamline housekeeping moving forward because you know what? It gets a little long-winded. So please follow us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at plus one player, and that's at plus the number one player. And then on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash plus one player. Also think of checking out the website, which of course is plusoneplayer.com. There we have all of our articles, all of our podcast links, so go check it out. You can also find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plusoneplayer. We stream nearly every night of the week. I'm finally getting my capture card today, which means I can finally stream Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4, and I'm going to have a time. It's going to be great. Awesome. Also on the website and in the Twitter bio, find the link to our Discord. Come on and join the community. We're having great conversations with great people. We finally hit 100. It's fantastic. So come on and join the fun, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, no fun for you. We don't want you in the community, and you can go cry about it on Twitter. And after all that, think about checking patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two. Every single dollar goes right back to the show to make it the best it can be. We have a lot of good plans for the new year. So with all of the support of the Patreon supporters that we have, those things are going to be possible. So thank you so much for all that you do. And if you'd like to be a member of that rad group, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And usually we finish up housekeeping with a sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands. But I'm going to tell you about that a little later on. So let's get right into it. Matt, what do we have lined up this week? We have a few things. We are going to play Pass Sticks, which we haven't done in a while. And I have, I was like writing down all the games I was playing. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot. (laughs) Uh, And then we're going to move on to the topic of the pod, where we're going to talk about the future of consoles. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking about the next PlayStation, the next Xbox, where we go from here. Is console gaming dead? 
what's even the next generation going to look like. We have such little information out there. So we're going to try and dive in and discuss a little bit more about where we think the industry is going in terms of uh, the consoles. The consoles, the as consoles. I call them. <laughs> and then we'll move into patch notes, and then we will be done. All right, so why don't we start off with Pass the Sticks. Who would like to start off with this lovely controller made of uh, twigs I found in the park? Well, you're the you're the leader. you got to pass them out. Who do you want to hear from? <gasps> I want to hear from Mr. O'Neill first. Okay, so I've been playing... As as Matt can contest, uh, I've been playing a lot of funnel indie games hmm. uh, that I've we've been uh, f- uh, you know, perusing the Steam store, looking for some <laughs> like uh, th- those sort of hidden gems, the sort of diamonds in the rough under a dollar fifty. Yeah, the d- things you can find under a dollar fifty that can, gaming on a budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You basically get the highest uh, payment to fun ratio you can get in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to say we we found some gems for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was blood and bacon. That one's which, my favorite. Which is like a sort of Left for Dead style, like shoot 'em up, where you have to fight hordes of zombie pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Each level has yeah. a different challenge. Yes, it, it, it's it, very it, good. Surprising amount of variety. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the game that I can't remember. Oh, the Russian dance one? The Russian rave zombie dance with the... What is with happening? The, with the bikini woman. I think you should talk more about Blood and Bacon. Let me tell you about Blood and Bacon. Please. Uh, let's talk about the pig that shat and vomited and span like a tornado. and sucked So every into ten its... levels, there's a boss fight. That's <laughs> what he's talking about. And the bosses are... Dis- like, the game's disgusting overall. So you have to be able to like tolerate blood and gore and bacon and bacon and shooting mm-hmm. lots of pigs. <laughs> but the boss fights are like crazy. They're actually pretty difficult. I, I think we kept dying on one of them. Oh yeah, the two the twin pigs. Twin pigs. Yes. Twin, twin pigs. Twin pigs. Metal Gear Solid the twin pigs. <laughs> I'll just say for a game that cost 75 cents it was on sale. It's normally ninety nine cents. Oh, bargain hunting! <laughs> we, so, we got a few hours of enjoyment out of it, which is crazy. Yeah, usually I wouldn't give a game like that the time of day at all. Yeah. But it, it did remind me of those. Did you ever play the Xbox Live arcade games? No, they were like the so. they were like the pinnacle of like garbage. <laughs> like you could just go on the arcade and download like demos of these terrible, terrible, terrible indie games. And it reminded me of that in terms of qual, like the sort of like visual quality, but it actually, uh-huh. most of those games were like broken. Just couldn't they? You just couldn't. Uh-huh. You just couldn't play them. They just didn't work. But like th- this actually worked in a way like I would have never expected it to. It really did. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Uh, I guess in terms of real games that I've been playing though, uh, Blood and Bacon's a real game. Blood and Bacon. Okay, I-, I apologize to the developers of Blood and Bacon. It was uncalled for. Um, <laughs> been playing uh i actually started playing a uh, doom from uh 2016 nice. i've been playing a lot of that uh i feel like because i actually have a computer i can run it now but it's I, i've been enjoying the hell out of that the hell out of it ha ha i uh, get it because it's doom <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's so fun yeah but I've, I've been on like a sort of a shooter kick ever since i like was playing dusk and i yeah played uh what, what, what was that other game can't remember there's another game i played 
but it was really good. And it got me on that classic shooter kick. So, yeah, it's definitely filling that niche that I was craving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craven. Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Doom. Great director. Evil things. <laughs> Craven. Brought it all together. <laughs> Scream. That's why Scream you're here, Doom. man. <laughs> you got to put the pieces together so we can deliver a, a, a finished product. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Play Thief of Thieves. It's fun. Yeah. See, I was talked out of buying it by Matt. <laughs> I think you'll be bored until there's like a new update. Yeah, but like I would only get it to play multiplayer. Like I probably right, yeah, wouldn't yeah, play yeah, that true. game too often by myself. I don't really yeah. play it by myself either. I play it occasionally by myself when I just want to sail the high seas. Oh, of course. You gotta be alone with your thoughts every now and then until a ghost ship pops up and ruins your day. Yeah, really? And or turns into a megalodon. The megalodon like was terrifying time. last night. Wow. It was See, that sounds fun. I, how much is it? Do I have to is it like super expensive or is it on the cheaper side? There's gotta be a sale coming up. Yeah. I'd imagine there would be if they're doing DLC. Yeah, so yeah. Just I would for sale. Mm-hmm. Alright, well. Keep an eye out. Well, Matt, who are you gonna give the sticks to? I'm going to give the sticks to Steve. I've been playing a bunch of different games. Let's start off with the Resident Evil 2 demo, the one-shot demo. Mm. That was a lot of fun. It immediately put me back in like that Resident Evil 2 Raccoon City world. It just looks so much fucking better. <laughs> and let me tell you, Resident Evil without those like fixed camera angles is a very enjoyable game, and it's still very tense. Like... Within the first two minutes, I was already in my first, like, dimly lit hallway and just walking down the hallway with my gun aimed the entire time because I was like, there's something gonna pop out, right? Like, it's definitely gonna Mm -hmm. pop out. I do like that they've rearranged how some of those jump scares happen. Like, it's not exactly as it was in the original Resident Evil 2, which is good because that gives players like me who have played that game multiple times... Now I still have something to look forward to where I'm going to have, you know, surprises and different things like that. Like, I understand that the base story is still the same, so none of that's going to change. But I like the fact that going into this, it's still going to be tense. Like, I'm not going to know when the fucking liquor is going to drop down from the ceiling and just Aww. fuck my day up. So, it was great. My the only, liquor? That's what it's called. Yeah, the liquor. The What's big. That? It's like the It's like the crawling red thing on the wall, and it, it looks like a skinned Aww. human pretty much, but it has like a massive tongue. Mm, that yeah. sounds disgusting. Mm. It's pretty creepy. I do intend to stream that. I actually took um, the 25th off so I could play it uh, on release day. So I'm very excited. I had a lot of fun with it. My only complaint was that the 30 minutes really goes by quick. Mm. That was a bummer. Mm-hmm. I just wanted I to imagine. keep playing. Other than the demo, I've been actually dabbling on Elder Scrolls Online. As I mentioned last week, I finally got the launcher to work. Shout out Thomas from Bethesda Support. You got Thanks, to my Thomas. Answer. He gave me the the easiest fix, and I wish it just came to me sooner. But I do appreciate Thomas for cleaning up the mess. He did some housekeeping for me. It was nice a nice gesture. Thanks, Thomas. But I've been having a lot of fun. We played the other night, uh, me, you, and Kate. That was a good time. I played with Kate a few times. Uh, Bisbo, Brian, he showed up in a, a game for a couple hours the other day, too. It's just nice. really entertaining to go in that world with friends it's it's at this point now it's got a lot of the bugs fixed because it's been out for a while 
and I when I bought it, the Morrowind DLC was included, so I've been able to like do the the Morrowind missions and things like that. And it's exactly what I was looking for in an Elder Scrolls game. Like it's one of those games where you walk in the middle of doing a quest, and then you see another quest pop up, and you're like, "Well, I got to go find out about that." I actually got my quest log full, like a warning the other day. I was like, "Your quest log oh. is full," and I was like, "How is that even possible in an Elder Scrolls game? Like, isn't that the point?" <laughs> but I just I got I got to do some quests, but it's a lot of fun having a good time with that. And then in my spare time on PS4, I've been playing uh, the Return to Arkham Batman Arkham City game, so like the remastered mm. version for PS4, and it's uh, it's such a delight to go back. I like that was probably my favorite one. Um, it's it's either that one or uh, actually Which, Arkham Origins. Arkham I really City, like. you said. Yeah. Because I really loved Arkham the Doctor Origins. one? Yeah, Doctor Strange. Or, well, I Strange. guess that's Professor Strange. People, I said that oh, once I on Twitter. That up. And yeah. somebody chirped me and were like, it's actually Professor Strange, Doctor Strange is in Marvel. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, I was God. like, Come I looked up it up on actually, Wikipedia. Actually, it's an infinity blanket. <laughs> I looked it up on Wikipedia <laughs> and it's like, Hugo Strange has a PhD. I was like, there, he's a fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so Arkham City has been a blast. Funny. It's very difficult to go back to that combat after playing so much Spider-Man. That's why I haven't finished the last spider-man dlc because now i'm kind of playing batman and to go back to that combat method i feel like i would i would get my ass kicked as spider-man because it's a much slower combat like you have to time your critical strikes so you actually have to like let batman like finish a punch before you throw another one whereas spider-man it's so hectic and fast paced and you're supposed to be constantly moving so that was a little bit of an adjustment. I kind of forgot how slowed down the combat was since I hadn't played it in a while. But it's been fun because I love that story with the Joker and it's got, you know, Mark Hamill as the Joker, Kevin Conroy as Batman. So just, just give me all that. Love it. Well, you know what they say. Once you go bat, you don't go back. It's true. I've heard them say that. <laughs> Many people. So yeah, it's been a, a lot of games to be played and then I'm looking forward to Resident Evil 2 next week. So Matt... The sticks nice. are yours. Well, uh, let's see. So, Blood and Bacon, as we mentioned. Sea of Thieves, as we've mentioned. Lots of fun in that game, playing with folks. The only thing is that sometimes the quests take so long to finish. So I think we've developed mm-hmm. a new strategy of we're just going to hit up, like, skull forts and stuff to level up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in, because the quests are fun because you get to, like, try and figure things out. But, like... I plotted the wrong island last night, and it was just like a waste of 20 minutes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then we were like, oh, my God, we're in the wrong area, so we had to go sail to the whole other thing. We did find Islands skull. looked alike, okay? <laughs> From and a- you guys were just drinking, so it's not like I had any help. <laughs> well, you know, the rum. It's, it's tough to say no to the rum on a pirate ship. It I is tough. So. It is very tough. So, Sea of Thieves. And then... Uh, Ashen. I've been slowly going through Ashen. I have to be in the right mood to play Ashen. In a very, like, I want to be alone mood. But uh, that game's art style and the music are really beautiful, so I, I do recommend it. I actually re-downloaded Guild Wars 2, which I had played three years ago. A lot of it. But they since then have come out with uh, two expansions, Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire. I think Heart of Thorns came out uh, right when I stopped playing and Path of Fire. So I have like two level 80 boosts, so I'm just going to do that and uh, play through those stories. And I forgot how uh, like immersive the music is in that game and like all the graphics and stuff of the new zones seem pretty good. So, you know, 
they have new skill systems and stuff. I don't know when those were implemented, but they weren't in the original. So stuff to keep me occupied. And then Overwatch, of course, having lots of fun with the Bastion buff. <laughs> buff Bastion. <laughs> so stupid. It's honestly so dumb. And then uh, I've been playing more Siege, which has been fun. I do like the strategic co-op element of that game a lot. And then uh, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Nice. So let's move on to our topic of the pod, the future of consoles. Pew! Future! Future! But before we move on to the topic of the pod, here's our ad read. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the podcast is brought to you by Nerdiest Brands. And if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Back to you, Matt. Thanks, Steve. So we're going to move on to, like I said, the topic of a pod. Consoles, the future of them. Where are we going? What's the future? Is the future now? Yes, it is. So I feel like the very first thing we should say is that there's really very little information out there on the next generation of the PlayStation, the Xbox. And I'm not even sure if you can, well, we'll, we'll still talk about Nintendo, but I'm not even sure if if they're thinking of their next generation right now. But we'll, we'll talk about that. And so, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about Xbox Scarlet, which is like the code name, I guess, for Xbox's next gen? For, for the new Xbox, yeah. So again, like we said, not a lot that we know going on with, yeah. the, with the next gen. Uh, we do know like like Project Scarlet is the sort of code name oh, they, they put in. Yeah. Well, I've seen Xbox Scarlet and Project Scarlet used, so, but either way, I doubt that's what it's being called. Like, right. highly doubt that. But um, there's just been a lot of, most of the talk is just a lot of the technical details around the console. It's going to be their strongest, you know, console yet. Uh, all games would be at 4K resolution, 60 frames a second. They have stated that 8K may be attainable. I mean, hmm. who knows? I don't know if it'll launch with that. That could yeah. that that sounds like something that like will when the Xbox Scarlet S X or whatever <laughs> right. comes out like Xbox two years Scarlet later. One five, yeah. But it's definitely like obviously like they're they're getting to that point. It's pretty neat. But as far as like any sort of like specific details, like uh, there it does appear to be discussion on bringing VR to the console. Which I, which I think is going to be the big, the big sort of gimmick uh, oh, really? of the of the new of the new console generation. It's going to be VR. I think I there's going to be that. there's going to be a big competition. Like I, PlayStation is definitely going to have their own VR. Uh, Xbox is introducing their VR with this. It's gonna. I think it'll ha- hold more sort of water than. What was the original? Like the last gimmick was motion capture. Oh just yeah, that bring like, up that, that didn't work yeah. out so well. Then that worked out like horribly. I remember, yeah. you could give voice commands in Mass Effect. Yeah. Is, so stupid. Like, does yeah. any one person still use their Connect right now? No, absolutely like they can't, not. Right? There's no. <laughs> I don't way. even think you can. I think they they just like issued like a shutdown code. 
from like Microsoft. <laughs> Execute Butter. Order 66. <laughs> Order 66, all the connects. And it's all like, the Xbox murdered the connects. Uh, they erased them from the archives. So they, they never existed. Oh, there used to be a product placed on this shelf here. Why don't you ask the young ones, Obi-Wan, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I, I think like VR, I think, has a little bit more of a appeal, I guess. It's it's still kind of a novelty at this point, but I definitely see people getting... Because there are some really neat vr titles whereas like before there's some highly regarded yeah. games on steam that yeah are VR. yeah and uh, honestly like playstation 2 their vr system as it is is relatively successful as far as vr systems go it's um, mm-hmm. one of the more widely owned ones because of its price point it is mm-hmm. different because you can't walk because there's only one camera so you have to pretty much play it when you're like sitting still so i know it gave a lot of people people motion sickness but they they just were announcing like they're trying to release like some floor controller that just like lets you like move to simulate. Um, yes, like the Wii Fit. Yeah, kind of mm. like that. But it's it's like one of those. It's like a controller on like a spherical surface. So like you sit down and then you put your feet on it and you can move it. So it's supposed to help with your motion sickness. So mm. there's like development on that. I haven't really heard much more other than like they were trying it out. And, like, that's why I, I agree with you. I think that Xbox is probably going to try to do some type of VR compatibility. I don't know if it's going to be their own thing. It might just be, you know, pair it with existing VR tech, like Oculus and things like that. They're going to look, because I think you're right, I think Sony's going to keep trying to do more with VR. I can easily see, yeah. uh, like, a VR system pairing with the PS5 perfectly. And, like you mentioned, um, <laughs> Matt Martinez, Matt M, <laughs> that there are, like, a lot of well-known and critically yeah. acclaimed games at this point like everyone's insane astrobot on the psvr is pretty much like the one of the best platformers they've ever played which is a crazy yeah. thing to think of especially for a vr title so there are games out there now that are finally getting some traction so i'm curious to see where vr yeah. kind of shows up in that next gen yeah. right i can't think of a single like if you think of like previous sort of like the gimmicky type things where like with the motion like control motion capture the voice control thing i can't think of a single one of those that wasn't either like derided or just been like oh that's kind of neat to have but like i would rather just like play it normally yeah and then like the touchpad on ps4 controllers like that thing is just a giant select button like that's all it is (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think the difference is that they tried to integrate the connect into the games whereas like vr you can't you have to like build the game for vr like you can't build a game and then like also integrate vr you know it's not possible Mm. like the game has to be built for vr yeah so they have to be just like separate titles entirely the one thing that is interesting is that like i get motion sick so quick in vr so like there's other there's tons of other people out there that that also happens too so like what are they gonna do like yeah you know you can't just be uh i can't have like 50 things in my apartment to counteract motion sickness right right for right vr headset so like i feel like that's a big hurdle for them to overcome to appeal to like everyone right you know? yeah and i got motion sick in a in a drawing game <laughs> So I wasn't even like running around shooting things. I was yeah. literally drawing a bird in VR. That that's a hard thing to like sort of counteract though. It's just it just seems like that's just oh, like a sure. it just some people just react that way and there's really not too many things you can implement to kind of increase their comfort, really. 
it's just where it's just that sensation yeah like some people like some people get seasick and some don't it's just like it's Unless you're taking like Dramamine, you're you're probably just gonna get sick. <laughs> I'm yes. gonna take Dramamine and before try that. I do VR. Try, I mean, Actually, yeah, why not? You know, someone who gets motion sick, their worst nightmare would be a VR game, a fishing game. <laughs> oh my God. What a nightmare! Not only are you getting seasick, you're also getting VR sick. That's terrible. At the same time. Oh my God! Interesting take VR. I think the other thing for Xbox that we were talking about before we started recording is. Is streaming, and this goes across all consoles. We think, yeah. But yeah, Phil Spencer's been very vocal about moving to streaming is the future. You know, play anywhere and on any device, any game. Right. Which I feel like isn't that like I love Phil Spencer, but isn't that message inherently just anti-console? Then isn't it just like you should be able to just play anywhere? Not which like Sony's whole thing is like you should be able to just play on this. Yeah, it's you know, it's a weird it's a weird thing because I think that it is trying to play into like the death of the console and moving forward this and that. But so you see the the, the strong sales like Sony PS4 over ninety one million. Then you have Xbox still with strong sales numbers. I mean, obviously it's not competing with Sony just because it's pretty obvious Microsoft kind of tapped out in this generation a little while back. The One X is still a fantastic console. It's a it's an amazing console. It's easily the most powerful yeah. one. It's going to give you the best production quality for sure when you're playing these games. But the only problem is they just don't have many games to play. So you can tell that they yeah. kind of tapped out. And I agree with you. I think it's weird that they would push towards streaming all the time and try to get away from consoles because it's very obvious that Microsoft can build a very good console. So why go away from that? I don't I don't know. That, but yeah, I mean. Maybe their uh, the other thing is that like their their infrastructure is just so much better than Sony's, right? So yeah. they they have all this infrastructure already set to be able to do streaming, whereas like Sony would have to build a lot of that themselves and like, yep. the hardware and all that stuff. So maybe Unless they're they just trying with to like Amazon. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> maybe they're just trying to like corner that market and be like, no, we're the one where yep. you can play your game on your PC, you can play it on your Xbox. Like if you want to do that, you buy an Xbox, you yeah. know? So maybe that's their thinking on that, which honestly is probably smart, but that's only if like streaming really does turn out to be the future of gaming and consoles, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz a lot of it is uh that I was reading is is you know, there's still just like lag problems and yeah. you know, that's stuff the, like that. That's the big issue. That's, right, you have to have a good internet connection. So the infrastructure in the U.S. for good internet is like really, I think, not the best. Like it could be way better. Oh yeah, uh, there's plenty of places in the country that have very poor internet connections, and it's literally just because of placement in the country. They don't have, you know, enough of the towers and things of that nature. So that's a huge hurdle. The towers, (laughs) the towers. You must construct more towers. It's definitely a huge hurdle, and like we talked about this when we talked last year about Google entering into you know the game streaming gonna, service, yeah, was, and yeah. they gave everybody the a test in October in. with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and from the looks of it, it seemed like it was running all right. But again, Google has already been working on setting up their own internet infrastructure, so they've been working on Google Fiber for years. So that can set them up in a good spot. And that's why it was interesting. We talked uh, last week about Amazon dipping their toes in it because like we talked about with them, they're kind of like, you're our, you're our store, you know, you're where we go to buy things. And we don't think of them as being some 
entity that can host these outrageous needs that are going to be necessary for streaming abilities like some of these games are going to take a lot to be able to stream well without having that lag and without having you know all of a sudden a tree pop up two inches in front of your face because it just took too long to render you know and that's why i think consoles will always have a place because they're usually more affordable than pcs uh, in the long run they have i'd say just as long of a life of a lifespan as most pcs that you get and obviously they're cheaper and they just are designed to provide that quality performance so i think you're going to lose some of that when you go to streaming unless you have one of the best internet connections going. Right. Yeah. I think Google is really the the wild card. Right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. We, we have no idea. I mean, we have clues as to what they're planning in that it's like absolutely a streaming, some sort of streaming yeah. idea, whether that's they build their own console or whether they're just like, hey, use your own hardware, but you know, we can, here, here's this service and like, it's just, you can stream all these video games, right? And then the other part of it is like, you know, they were at E3 and had like meetings or something booked there. So it's like, are they also bringing in developers? Are they incubating developers? So I think they're the wild card of the next gen. And I think they're, I think they're definitely trying to come up with something alongside when like xbox and playstation announce whatever they're going to announce yeah i think you'll see more information come out uh as as more regular console information comes out Mm -hmm. i think google will start releasing more and more so that'll be interesting too because that's also like indirect competition to where we think phil spencer is bringing xbox and streaming so yeah apparently uh, i didn't know this but i read it recently i think it was I think it was jason trier said that google was was like poised to purchase twitch before amazon took it yeah Isn't that nuts yeah Can you imagine if google had purchased twitch instead of amazon jesus yeah i wonder how it would be different we probably wouldn't get the free uh subscriptions every month but hey what can you do yeah that's true mm. maybe the interface would be better could be that's a good yeah. point yeah so interesting so wildcard google streaming for xbox uh, what about PlayStation? Well, I know Steam the. I know I saw last year that one of those patent leak stories because you know how some of the writers oh, yeah. will always just search for patents that companies uh, register, and one of them was specific for backwards compatible technology. And so I think that's oh. what Sony needs to do. I think that they need to make it backwards compatible for like just for PS4 games. I don't expect them to go any further back than that. I don't think it'd be a problem if they don't go further back than that. I really think most people are just like, look. I'll get your new system, but I still have a lot of PS4 games that I haven't got to and I'd like to experience. So some people might need to like trade in their PS4 to upgrade to a PS5. I used to have to do that when I was a kid. Hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not totally out of the question for them to finally bend on that. Be like, yeah, we'll give you backwards yeah. compatibility for PS4. I think they kind of need to give that little olive branch because we're still... It was announced that towards the end of last year, PSN ID changes are coming. And of course... We still haven't got that. I know that they were like beta testing it for oh, a few geez. months and I haven't really heard anything new about it other than it could be a potential disaster. Like it's almost like they're warning you oh, not no. to change it because they say if you change it, you might risk like losing all the stuff for like your trophies and your achievements and things like that. Jeez, and so wild. it's just like, oh man, it's just so crazy because they didn't envision this like when they set it up 
because the way it's linked, it's like not linked to like an email address. It's linked to like some weird behind the scenes identification number that's given to each ID. And so for some reason, if you change the name, it would cause all types of chaos behind the scenes. And so that's why they've been like beta testing it for the past two months to try to figure out, okay, what's going to happen if people do this? So I'm kind of curious to see. I've heard some people have tried and like, yeah, I end up losing some stuff. So I thought it would be Mm -hmm. as simple as just like being able to change, like just the cosmetic appeal. Like what does your name show up as? Like, I I don't know. Apparently it's way more in depth than it needs to be, but I think doing a, uh, making PS five backwards compatible is absolutely the right decision because reason, the only reason I haven't bought a PS four is because I know the PS five is coming out. So it's like, why should I buy a PS four? But I, like, really want to play God of War, right? Yep. I would buy a PS4 just to play God of War. That'd Mm. be it. But I'm not going to because I know the PS5's coming out. So, like, if they make the PS5 backwards compatible, I will absolutely buy the PS5 just so I could play God of War. (laughs) And that's kind of tying into the fact that I think this generation of consoles still has, like, a little life in it. Like, I I think we're still going to see some really good games come out this year Mm. for PS4 and 2020 uh, because I don't see them, you know, just stop making games for those consoles once the next gen comes out. So there's a lot of people in that boat where they're not going to jump on PS4 because they think a PS5 is pretty much right around the corner. I think, and we'll talk about this in, like, predictions of when we expect these things to come down the line, I think it's kind of close, but still a little bit ways off because what we've seen over the past couple of years, games keep getting better and the stories are amazing. The way that they're using the technology, like we'll use God of War as an example, the way that they're like, you know what, we're going to do this as one seamless camera shot and it worked perfectly. And so you see like these consoles have the ability to pull off these amazing feats and we already know we got a bunch of good games lined up for this year. So it doesn't seem like this generation is kind of losing steam. And it, you kind of felt like that with PS3 and 360 because while the games were still good towards the end because you got like The Last of Us and Uncharted 3 towards the end of the PS3's life cycle, you could tell that that system was chugging to try to stick with those <laughs> specs. Yeah. And like mm. you knew that it's like, all right, yeah, it plays on this. But even like Grand Theft Auto Five, I remember, it's like my system is working as hard as it possibly could to try to make this happen. So... Yeah, I felt like that transition happened at the ju- the perfect time. There were still some strong games, but you could tell that we needed an upgrade in system specs. So right, see that's what I think is happening. Like because Last of Us Part Two is coming out now. My theory is like that's gonna be one of those tail end PS4 games slash launch PS5. Like yeah. de- they're definitely gonna cross that over. It's gonna be like like that, and I think Death Stranded too for sure. I can definitely see that. It's going to be like, they're going to release just in time for like the PS5 to come out and be like, okay, they're going to release them for the PS4. And they're going to say, okay, you can play it. If you have a PS4, you can play it, but you should play it on the PS5. Yep. Because that's going to be like, it's like when like um, Legend of Zelda... Um, Call of the Wild. What? What's was the last Breath of, one? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's like, Call of the Wild. <laughs> it's like when um yeah when, when Breath of the Wild um came out and it came out on the wii u like you could play it on the wii u oh yeah but like they want you to play it on the switch it's like yeah it's it's gonna be one of those sort of deals uh i think that's gonna happen with xbox too because like they don't have a lot of you know stuff coming up but i know they're making halo infinite if i had to guess though that's probably a tail end they might get it on the xbox one but it's almost definitely gonna be a launch for the Mm. xbox 
Scarlet whatever. I guess we can call it the Xbox yeah. 2. We'll just call it Xbox 2. <laughs> That's actually a good other name. I'd honestly be happy if they just did 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and stopped the madness. Yeah. yeah. It's, it'd actually be kind of fitting if if it is The Last of Us that's like one of those tail end and release games because that's right. pretty much what it was for PS3 and PS4. It released in June of 2013 for PS3. PS4 came out in November of 2014, 2013, excuse me. And then The Last of Us Remastered released, you know, not too long after that for PS4. And then when you played it on a PS4, you're like, okay, this makes a lot more sense. It, mm-hmm. It's a lot smoother. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. The other thing is is Nintendo, or the other player in this game. Nintendo has like its own, it, like its own entire they, market. They don't play by the point. rules. They don't play by like what the other companies are doing. Well, did you see they? <laughs> yeah. uh, there was an article that they had mentioned that they are not ruling out just making games as like the consoles keep going. Like in the future, they're like we might not keep doing you know actual gaming consoles. Wait, what? They mentioned that they might just, as the years progress, they might transition from making gaming consoles to just making, you know, IPs oh, and games. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it wasn't like That's we're going to do that. It's just like we wouldn't rule it out. Hmm. Yeah. Like, why don't they just become the handheld, like, dominant handheld console? Because we know Xbox and PlayStation yeah. aren't going to do that. Or if they do, R.I.P. PS Vita. Have, yeah. I was, I was say, just like, going to say they'll have they, a v- yeah. Vita situation. Well, they fucked up the yeah. Vita. The Vita is a good console. It just, ugh, they handle it so poorly. What's it? Every time they tried to get on the handheld, they just screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> it failed. Yeah. And like Nintendo games, like the games that Nintendo itself puts out are just very, very good on a handheld yeah. like situ- situation. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the Switch could just like keep going for a while. Like I don't think they have to at all align with what PlayStation or, or sorry, Sony or Microsoft does. Yeah. I think they can just keep going along. And we've had seen so many developers like, also release their games on switch because they're like wow this is like a really cool system that our game could be on yeah and then i think i think the switch is honestly the perfect console for indie games over whatever xbox or sony does it's just like i don't know it's just like perfect for indie games yeah so many of them lend themselves perfectly to the playing in handheld yeah and i i almost exclusively use my switch in handheld mode like i i never or Unless I'm playing Smash with a group of people, right, and right, never have it on the TV, so it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Nintendo goes um, with you know developing more games or moving the Switch forward. I think I think they also have some kinks to figure out themselves with their whole like online service. Oh and my stuff. god, like, like it's kind of yeah. stupid. That it's wild ten, how yeah. bad they are at online. <laughs> it's in, <laughs> in, in in ten years it'll be like where at where everyone else is right now and then by then they're they'll the other ones have like in, integrated like f- like video chats while you play <laughs> like, yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know do you guys have anything to add it's really hard to discuss because there's just so little oh that's that's why it's my right. favorite topic because it's just rampant speculation and it's so much fun like I love it's just rampant so speculation <laughs> i do think the things that we see uh, or that we can like say these these things are definitely being at times being invested in yeah. them for this next gen like for sure streaming i, I think agree hands down there's a streaming component mm. to both sony and microsoft and my my guess is that microsoft will do a better job at it yeah. well they're they're making the stream only console that's supposed to be coming out like alongside the the new xbox oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's i think it, i don't think it comes out like 
at the same it comes out afterwards but it's it's supposed to be like a cheaper sort of like alternative i guess yep. but it's gonna be stream only yeah that's interesting that it because it'll be if it's a cheaper option but yeah. you can play the same games like yeah the only thing is yeah, like yeah, it's stream only like you can't it has no like hardware yeah, so I'm, I'm just so skeptical like i i think streaming is going to be the future in one way or another i think you're you, there's no way around it because you got all these big players working on it so you have to think one of them will get it right i, I don't i imagine they probably all won't do it to you know a, such a strong degree but i feel like of microsoft google and amazon one of those three is going to be able to pull off a strong streaming service and that's when i think you start to see a little bit of a shift but like i said i i think there will always be a place for consoles yeah i, I think because it's an affordable option in a way it, i mean they're don't get it wrong they're still pretty pricey but it's more affordable than some of the other options like if you wanted a like a good gaming pc that you can actually have last for a couple of years it's going to run you close to like eight hundred, a thousand dollars for sure. Well, that's the other thing is that what will these price points be? Yeah, oh because God. like mm. my smartphone, my Google Pixel two, on sale was still like five hundred dollars or yeah. whatever. So why shouldn't this console be like eight hundred dollars? You know, why shouldn't it cost the same as the PC? Yeah. And if that's the direction that you know, maybe Sony and and xbox are already like yeah this is going to cost eight hundred dollars and that's why maybe xbox is doing a cheaper streaming yeah. version of a console i feel like that's a good transition to i don't know let's go around and give predictions on when we think these will come and how oh, pricey will they be i think what year is it it's 2019 yeah i think we're definitely going to get more info on both xbox and sony's plans or whatever this year yeah, I think actually like first quarter this year. Mm. I, I think we get. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. that early? Oh, I'm ex- I was thinking. I was thinking Q two. So with <laughs> Sony pulling out of E three and they canceled PSX, I, mm. I just feel like they're gonna it, like they got to do something early in the year because they might be thinking that Microsoft is going to wait till E three because now Microsoft is pretty much like the cock of the walk down there. They're like all eyes on us, which could be good or bad. We'll see how that goes, because with all eyes on you, it's all like, all right, what do you got to show us? And if you don't have much, it could be a bad day. Based on, like, recent companies' performance at conferences, though, like, Microsoft literally just doesn't have to make a mistake. That's true. (laughs) And then it'll be like, oh, that's, like, pretty solid. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody make rude comments. (laughs) Don't announce, like, mobile-only games. Yeah, that would be fucking hilarious if they actually just announced a fuck ton of games and everyone's like oh shit they're back (laughs) back baby i think it'll be announced quarter one but i Mm. i still don't think we see a new playstation until 2020 no i agree yeah i think late 2020 Mm. i think the these companies though are like seduced by just like 2020 as a number oh yeah mm, like, the xbox 2020 oh <laughs> released that on is. february 20th <laughs> <laughs> so i think like i think you'll see a lot of stuff in 2020 just because they'll i don't know i, I think people are just like oh yeah the new xbox is coming out in 2020 and i know that sounds stupid but i think like it sounds better than 2021 yeah, it definitely sounds better than 2019. Yeah, so like from a marketing standpoint. Oh, yeah, it definitely looks good on like a poster. Yeah, and like it'd be like a full seven years since the last gen, 
which is pretty much the cycle. It's usually like six to seven years. Yeah, it was a little bit longer between like um, I think the PS3 and the new gen. So like PS3, 360, and then Xbox One and PS4. That was just because like the recession happened. So that was like the longest time frame. But it's usually like six years or so where we get these new consoles. But I agree. I think 2019 just doesn't sound as cool as 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I don't. I don't think there's any way anyone launches anything in 2019. So yeah, my my money is on 2020 for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when in 2020 though. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think early. Yeah, it's Late, usually honestly it's usually like correct. a holiday release, like November, yeah. December, big ticket mm-hmm. item. But yeah. who knows? Because Nintendo Switch was March, and they've done pretty well. So that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool because like we're, there is a lot of excitement kind of building towards this because we don't know a lot and we we want to find out more so we're all kind of sitting on edge like waiting for them to kind of peel back that curtain just a little bit yeah um i think price point i think these will be the most expensive ones ever made i can see that for sure i still Mm. think in regards to sony i think they like that 400 price point so i can see them trying everything in their power to get it there because it's been very well received and even last year, well, you know, not last year, but the last gen. So in 2013, when it was revealed, like the Xbox One was going to be 500, people were sour on that, and it was only a hundred dollar difference. So I, I think you're going to see them try all to get it as low as it possibly can. But you're right, it, if mm. these are going to be as good as I guess people expect them to be at this point, because that's what you're going to have to prove to people. Like, why do I need that new system? Like, I'm having plenty of fun on my current gen. Like it's still performing well, so there's gonna have to be something that kind of puts that over the edge. But it ha- it also has to be affordable. Otherwise, you're gonna see kind of slow start. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing the 500, 600 range. Hmm. I think you're right. I yeah, it's in there. I think they're gonna push it up. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and then any guess on uh, if Google will announce anything? I can see them making some like surprise appearance at E3 or some shit, or just like at some conference. I'd just be like, hey, you can play some more games now. Or I wouldn't be surprised if they start partnering up, like if they do more shit with Ubisoft, where they're like, hey, we'll just keep, like the Division 2 perhaps, like they they try streaming with that because it'll also be like a multiplayer game. So that wouldn't be a bad one to test out the streaming capabilities with multiplayer. And it seems like they have a little thing going with Ubisoft because of Assassin's Creed. So keep an eye on for that. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Well, is. I don't know. Any other predictions? I had one little, like, I just wanted to ask oh, yeah. what you guys might think. What is the potential of us getting a disk driverless console? I think like, it's actually a, high. Without Ooh, a disk drive. I don't think it's going to come wow. out. I don't think it's coming out. Like, that's not going to be the initial, yeah. like, launch version of it. But I think, like, when they, like, release their kind of, like, updates, I think there's a high potential for us just getting a totally disc driverless one. Right. Cause I agree. I don't think it would happen right at launch because you have to entice people to yeah. if with backwards compatibility. If you're going to offer that, you can't really do that without a disc unless they figure out some way where your library carries over. So you can see what games were installed on your, I don't, but I don't see that happening. So I feel like they'll probably need a disc driver at least to start at the start, or I mm. could see them releasing two separate ones, you know, driverless for cheaper, and then one with a disc driver. Yeah. They, yeah, they're going to have probably like a bargain version where it's just like, oh, yeah, give yeah. me a disc drive. Back when they, everything, everything's going to be digital download. They released like a, it was a 60 and a 20 gigabyte PS3 at launch. It's like, who the fuck is buying the 20 gigabyte? What are you, what can you even put on that? 
It's three games. Yeah. Well, those are the good old days where you didn't have to install every game. Oh, I missed mm-hmm. that. I feel like people would flip out if 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 one of them was just like no disk drive. Yeah. Period. People I would mean, like flip. Oh, people <laughs> people have flipped out before over things. Have yeah. they? Not, not, not necessarily <laughs> saying like it's a good move. But people I feel have like never they... reacted poorly to anything <laughs> in history. People have always been calm and collected throughout all events, especially when it comes to video game announcements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like the town crier version of announcing like no microphone jack? Or... Oh God, that'd be what so would that good. Be? Yeah. Well, we will see. So, yeah, those are our predictions. If you guys have any predictions, leave us a voicemail. Call us at 347-509-5620. Nice. Well, let's move into Patch Notes. Pa- this <laughs> Patch Notes, where we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke. This is Patch Notes 1.19.19. And I have to tell you that Patch Notes is brought to you by Evil Tim Industries. Evil Tim Industries oh. would like everyone to know that they are very near and dear to them, except for you. You know who you are, and you know we have not forgotten what you did. Evil Tim Industries. Thank you very much, Tim. We need a different ad read. <laughs> Send us a new one, Tim. <laughs> the horse um, is not pleased with your ad read, Tim. <laughs> I'll write one. Cool. So, I'm I'll start off with patch notes. This past week, we got some news on Mortal Kombat. We yes. had, had, yeah, Mortal Kombat 11. What did they, they had like their little conference, or it was a little, it, it was, was the like reveal. Yeah, it was the reveal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like a reveal event uh, in LA. And uh, we learned a few things. We learned about their roster. So when, uh, when folks were playing, you could see the character selected. It only had about. I think five or six people on it, but uh, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Raiden, which, like, could have guessed those myself, Sonya Blade, mm-hmm. and then Baraka, Scarlet, uh, and they also revealed Garas and Kronika, Kronika, Kronika. You're asking the wrong guy. That's a uh, <laughs> brand of coffee, Kronika, making their debut. So I saw some gameplay of Garas. Uh, he has... Uh, what they're marketing is time control abilities. I didn't really see any like time control stuff. He did have like a teleport, uh, and he could like summon things made of of sand. There's yeah. like a hammer move and stuff like that. But uh, maybe I just missed some of the time control stuff. But he's rumored to have time control stuff, so would like to see that in action. And then Chronica, uh, who was teased, she's also we're not sure if she'll be a playable character, but she is sort of the big evil character that i imagine you do the story mode against and and the final person that you fight so i imagine you probably unlock her as like a combatant if she's the the main boss right uh, right in the game so yeah and then you'll uh you know in the trailer i think you also saw Liu kang and kung lao so not confirmed but you know they'll probably be playable and so yeah i mean there's like this there's a new like attribute attribute point system that you're working with and like characteristics you you know your fighters being customizable which i think is a cool move for sure Mm. and i think that's uh sort of what they were doing in injustice 2 as well which was like pretty solid fighting game even though i I didn't play i did watch a lot of it online which uh it was pretty enjoyable for a few weeks yeah and uh yeah i mean 
looks really gory as usual i honestly think that'll we were talking about this the other day i think that'll be like my i'm just on the fence of purchasing myself just the crunches and those oh oh yeah it's it's a lot to handle just like yeah it's like my own tolerance level right like some of the i was watching some of the fatalities are like honestly hilarious yeah so yeah we'll we'll see if i purchase it or not however i'll definitely watch it and uh it looks really cool as as a fighting game it's nice to see like fighting games still have a strong uh presence every year with like a really good solid release so yeah. we'll see when it comes out i'm i'm looking forward to it even mm-hmm. if i don't purchase it i mortal Kombat was one of the first games i ever played on this old ass pc in our basement so yeah it'll it'll be cool to see the franchise return yeah it's like yeah. i said it's one of the first times i've actually kind of been interested in going back to a mortal Kombat game it's been a long time since mm. i played pretty much any fighting game so this actually has my interest because it looks really cool and i know we have a lot of people in the community that are looking to get it too so i feel like playing online with some friends would be a good time yeah, yeah. for sure it, yeah it's it's something comforting i don't know about having like a more like having mortal Kombat still being at like yeah. the forefront yeah of like because like they made they became so notorious for like having these super violent fighting game and they're still like shocking people like to this day like they're still like okay it can't yeah, get yeah. more violent and it's like jesus christ <laughs> it's like <laughs> ed boone's just like oh yeah. can't it yeah. <laughs> ed boone is his twitter's really funny yeah <laughs> recommend to follow if you don't follow it he's pretty funny and uh yeah oh i didn't mention my sources my sources were uh kotaku and polygon for for that it was a mix mix of articles that i was reading whoops cool steve why don't you hit it up next for sure so i have uh also from kotaku assassin's creed odyssey director says we missed the mark with controversial dlc relationship (sighs) and this is by steven Totillo. A day after apologizing for surprising Assassin's Creed Odyssey players with a mandatory in-game relationship that seemed to contradict the game's pre-release promise to let players define their character's own sexuality, the game's creative director offered a fuller apology and and explanation of what his team was trying to accomplish and what they got wrong. Reading through player responses to our new DLC for Legacy of the First Blade, Shadow Heritage, we want to extend an apology to players disappointed by a relationship your character partakes in. Odyssey creative director Jonathan Dumont said in a post on the game's forums, The intention of this story was to explain how your character's bloodline has a lasting impact on the assassins. But looking through your responses, it is clear that we missed the mark. And so uh, I'm going to read a little bit at the end, but just going on, it kind of talks about how the the DLC forces you to get into this relationship, to basically to prolong the existence and have descendants. And so the article kind of goes on to mention that like Assassin's Creed throughout the franchise's history has kind of taking liberties with that whole descendants thing and because the the main thing with that game is like the descendants of these assassins are the one who use the animus which is that whole like basically giant computer simulation that lets them live out the assassin's creed games so they've already taken liberties with that to basically say you don't need to be a descendant to do it and it's good to see that they kind of realize like ah shit we fucked this one up, guys. Like, they already said yeah. that in the next DLC, you don't have to maintain that relationship. It was, you know, just trying to be, like, a plot-driven DLC. But, again, it does kind of contradict what they were trying to say. Like, you have freedom of choice, and you can make the character how right. you want it. So, at least they're acknowledging, like, hey, yeah, we fucked up. 
and we're going to take note of this and make sure we don't do something like that in the future. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week, last week with the representation and gaming talk. And so it was almost like, because I, I don't know exactly what the team makeup is over there, but it could have been that maybe they didn't have as diverse a team making it as they'd hoped because it, it made it through like all the review processes and no one was like, maybe we shouldn't do that because it's going to go against the whole premise of the character. But I do like that yeah. they are acknowledging that like, hey guys, we fucked up. We'll make sure that it doesn't happen again in the future. Yeah, and the thing, I think the thing really, like, for me, it's more that, like, I don't even think it's, like, a sexuality issue here. It's, like, we gave you the choice in the base game to represent your character with any love interests you wanted. Mm. And then in this DLC, we forced you to pick one, you know? like yeah. Or we we didn't even let you pick. Like, we just forced mm. you down this path. So it's more like you had all these choices and then the DLC comes and it's like, oh, hey, you don't have this choice. Yeah. yeah. So it, I think that that's actually more the issue is that they just yeah. like completely went against what they put forth in the base game. I agree. And it could it really could have been about anything. It just happens to be about like your romantic interests. Yeah. Like this yeah. One. it could have been in like if they released a DLC for Mass Effect and it's like, oh, you romance this character in the base game. And suddenly it's like. Nope, you're actually in love with this character. Yeah, you're married to this person. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a, what? No, no, I don't want that. Yeah, so it's like, well, you either have to give us the choice or not. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. And if you have already made the plot decision to give us the choice, then like in the subsequent stories, you have to find a way to like honor the choices that we made. You I know? agree. So. uh well, at least yeah, they learned weird, their lesson. It's weird that, yeah, exactly. It's like such a weird decision that they made, and it's like, feel. I mean, you're right. Like any anyone with, uh, uh, even thinking about the storyline could be like, hey, this is a bad decision. Yeah, you know, it's just like, okay, somehow made it through. Yeah, but no, that's a good thing. They at least seem to. They did very apologize much very quickly. Like, all right, yeah, okay, yeah. all right, we fucked up. So. Moving forward, I envision that they'll they'll get it right because I I give Ubisoft a lot of credit. They're very good at continuing their games. Like they're very good at that games as a service sure. model where they can keep pumping out DLCs. So we'll see with the the third one when that comes out. And their like whole choice. I mean, this is new to Odyssey where you have all these choices. So you know it could have been a mistake there too, where they didn't maybe they didn't fully understand like having choices in a game and the implications of that. You know, so yeah. Yeah. All right, Matthew. All right. Uh, my article is uh, called it's from Kotaku by Jason Schreier. EA's troubled decade of Star Wars games. Ooh. Oh. So uh, th- this came out in the wake of the news that the open world Star Wars game that was supposedly being developed by uh, EA was canceled and uh, was no longer going to be a thing. Basically, it's just talking about how EA bought the rights to Star Wars back in 2013. So Disney and EA had just signed a 10-year deal that EA would be the only one allowed to make Star Wars games for the next 10 years. It would be only them. And that was six years ago, almost six years, and they've released two games. That's they've released, unbelievable. They've released Battlefront and Battlefront 2. That's Oof. absolutely ridiculous. What a waste of purchasing that IP. It's yeah, and like there's just, and basically the gist is we're trying to. It's he's trying to kind of get to the bottom of like why is this like so hard to like get a Star Wars game? Let's get like a good like 
single player Star Wars experience out. Like, why is this like not happening? They're still working on obviously like the Jedi Fallen Order. I think we we talked about that a few That's episodes the, ago. That's uh, the one made. That's by, one made uh, by uh, Titanfall. the Titanfall guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's still. Hopefully, it doesn't get canceled. It's still in the works. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, it has the title at least. <laughs> they, <laughs> it does have a title. They were saying plus, too. Star Wars thirteen thirteen had a title. Yeah. Like they actually were they saying. Were they're saying that it's supposed to come out this year. That side. Uh, yeah. I'd be shocked if it did. Cool. Yeah, because <laughs> we haven't heard hopefully. anything. But yeah, yeah at, at the same time, Star Wars thirteen thirteen, which was like the no. Lucas Arts that was being made before Lucas Arts yeah. got you know dissolved. <laughs> but this is but this is an EA original. This is something like they're making. Yeah. So like, there's a little difference between being like buying something and being like, yeah, we don't want that. And like actually working on something. But the idea is like it it, it go, it's giving a few reasons as to like what's going on that like. This appears to be like nothing happening at EA in regards to having Star Wars. One was that the current CEO, Andrew Wilson, when he apparently was he took over in September 2013, so after the deal was already done, and he apparently was never thrilled about having bought Star Wars in the first place because his sort of philosophy was he wanted the company to focus more on its own like IPs. So they have like Titanfall and Battlefield and all the 800 trillion sports games that EA pumps out every year. And he wanted to focus more on like that stuff. Whereas if he has yeah. Star Wars, the I mean, the nature of the deal with Disney is not known, yeah. probably never will be known because instance someone says something, they get hit with a NDA and they never seen again. Disney team of assassins takes them out in the blink, in the blink <laughs> of an eye. Yeah, assassins. <laughs> so we don't know like what necessarily like if they make a Star Wars game, how much of that the profits from that is going to Disney? How yeah. much bureau? How much bureaucracy? Oh, and, and, an, and this is another thing was because I read somewhere I don't I, I don't know where it is now unfortunately, but someone who worked on like Star Wars games said like the bureaucracy they have to go through. Like back, it wasn't so bad. Like when Lucas, like Lucas Arch, was working on because they could kind of just they had like a direct association with yeah who like George Lucas who was yeah. owned it, so they can had they had the authority to kind of just like make games and make about whatever. Whereas now they have to go through Disney, they have to go through the bureaucracy. They have to say, oh, we want to make a game about this. Okay, well, who, who's the character going to be? Oh, what are they going to look like? What's a, what type of weapon are they going to use? Okay, what when when is it going to take place? They have to go through all this stuff get it approved and spend potentially my dream job. months or yeah it sounds amazing literally like <laughs> yeah. the lore keeper and i just i just shoot down everyone's ideas yeah. but like the problem with that is could take months or years even to like get right. something it sounds like a padded down and approved so obviously there's like definitely something ea is to blame for like a large por por portion of this but like you have to realize like there's parts of this deal that we know nothing about how their control how yeah, like yeah, yeah. how difficult is it to like actually wrestle something out of you know disney to be like we want to make this and they yeah. can say oh it doesn't really it's not really in line with what we're trying to do and it's done can't make sure yeah that's yeah. so interesting and i never really thought about that yeah so i just thought that because like obviously mouse. yeah i would say like because ea is being crucified and obviously in and partially i can't believe it's not all out of their control but there's definitely more to it than just like they, they don't know how to make a star wars game they're just dumb 
Like, there's, yeah. there's more yeah. to it than that. Also, and, and then it makes even more sense that the only games they have released are Battlefront because, like, those are so easy yeah. to get all that stuff approved. Yeah, you don't because just, you're not changing anything. You're not right, making right. new lore. It's just like, yeah, this would fit. Like they had they had a story mode, but like none of it was like it was the safest. Like, oh, there was this character who's in the background yeah. doing all this stuff. <laughs> it wasn't like you know a Knights of the Old oh, Republic. Yep, yeah, Adam Thorns in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. But that's why we haven't seen, like, a Knights of the Old Republic. Like, a massive, oh. like, completely separate, like, storyline. Right. nothing to do with the other movies. And it's like, I I, I don't know if we're ever going to see that. Yeah. I mean, we have Fallen Order, but, like, even that's kind of taking place between the prequels and the original trilogy. So there's going to be stuff in there that's like, okay, we can, like, we can do that. That's safe. I don't know if we're ever going to get, like, a completely, like, this happened a thousand years ago. Yeah, that'd be so it, cool. had nothing, it had nothing to do with anything. It had nothing to do with Han Solo or Luke Skywalker or anything. It's a completely separate story. Well, thanks, Matt, for that update. Well, that was Patch Notes 1.19.19. Steve, would you like to wrap up the podcast? I would love to. So as we wind down episode 63 of the plus one player podcast, if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode that you've listened to head on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Google podcast, Spotify, Apple podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, PocketCast, podcast addict, all of those things. Go give us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review. It goes a long way and we truly appreciate the support. And as always, if you've enjoyed this or anything else, that we've produced think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player if you're feeling generous throw us a buck or two because every dollar will go right back to the show to make it the best fucking podcast it could possibly be and with all that we've had a lot of fun this week we hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it for you and wherever you are wherever you're listening from we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon What is that game? Oh, oh, sorry. No, you go. No, it's unrelated. Oh, no. Well, okay. (laughs) Guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. (laughs) No, the game that Kate was playing on stream. I really want to know how that ends. Was uh, was it Simulacra? 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 Kate, give us a call at 347-509-5620. Let us know about that game you were playing.